0: Hey everyone, my name is Megan and welcome back to the What's Your Why podcast. Today's episode is one that I recorded with Jonah Platt, who's somebody that I came across on social media when I saw the videos that he posted singing with his brothers. And I realised that he's such a creative person in so many ways. And during this episode, Jonah lets us in on how that creativity shapes his life and how the pandemic has had an impact on him. We also hear about how important his passions are to him and his activism and his family And what the journey of being a dad has been like as well as so much more and if you're impacted by anything that comes up in today's episode you can check out our instagram for some supports but for now thanks so much for listening i'm going to pass over to jonah who's going to introduce himself now
1: sure so i'm jonah platt i am uh, here in los angeles california where i'm born and raised um i have a son named joey who is the the light of my life And uh, I have a beautiful wife, Courtney. We've been married four and a half years now. Uh, I am one of five kids in my family, pretty big family. Three boys, two girls. I'm number two in the order. Um, We all live in LA right now, except my youngest brother, Henry, is in college. He's finishing his senior year. And my other brother, Ben, while he's based in LA, he's visiting his boyfriend in Vancouver right now, but otherwise everybody's here, which is lovely. Um, I have a, an adorable uh, Labradoodle, Lucy, who's sleeping over there on the couch. She's, she's beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's my buddy. She turns nine next month. I've had her a long time. Career-wise, I've done a lot of different things and been kind of all over the map. I am an actor. Uh, mostly on stage, with a little bit on TV, a little bit of voiceover work. Uh, I'm a writer. I've worked as a writer's assistant on a number of shows. I'm now developing my own show, that I uh, my own animated show uh, with Apple Plus, um, which is exciting. That's sort of been my project during this pandemic time. Um, I am a musician and a singer. I've performed all over the world and I do a lot of Uh, charity events and hosting and performing. I do musical arranging. I I love arranging vocals. I'm very passionate about social justice and um, trying to be as good an ally as I can be and uh, very passionate about my work in the Jewish community. And uh, that's a pretty good encapsulation.
0: You've given a great insight into some of the things that make you who you are, but I'd love to strip it back and just ask, how are you doing at the minute?
1: I'm doing pretty well, thank God. I mean, um, health-wise, which is like, you know, today's number one, uh, all good. Uh, My family, we actually all had COVID, and thank God it was pretty mild for the three of us. Uh, You know, a little bit of discomfort. It takes a different shape in everybody, and, you know, I know two people have been the same including the three of us, we were all different. But within a week, 10 days, we were pretty much back to normal. And now we have healthy antibodies, which is a really nice comfort. So we're very blessed to be in that position. Um, Like I said, my son is amazing. He's doing great. And my wife was actually just out of town for the last three days for a work thing. And so I got to be alone with him for three days, which is like my favorite thing in the world. So that's great, and thank God I have this TV show that's in development with Apple and pushing that along step by step. So to be able to have, you know, an actual gig to focus on like that has been a real blessing because I know so many people in my industry, especially in the theater world, are kind of like floating around right now because, you know, they they didn't think they had to also do other things. You know, they thought they could just do what they do, uh, but then the whole industry went away so it's it's a really tough time and so i feel very lucky to have that opportunity so you know family's healthy i'm healthy sun is shining got a gig to work on uh, it's like definitely i'm um, feeling grateful catching me at a at a good point in the in the pandemic arc you know that's everyone's had the ups and downs and it's, there've been some you know low lows and some like floating untethered uh, existential crisis moments, but I, I feel like I'm on the, on the other side of that at this point, which is nice.
0: It's amazing to hear that you're in a better place with it now, but I can relate so hard to a lot of what you're saying about the experience of it. And I'm sure so many people can. I'd love to understand more like what the reality was for you living through the pandemic.
1: It's been such a roller coaster. I mean, I've covered so many different levels. Like when, you know, when it started, I was in the middle of starring in a show here in LA called Found, which was like an incredible show, incredible group of people. We were having a blast with it. We had to shut down. And I know other people who were like about to make their Broadway debut and then that night Broadway closed. So like, at least we got to do it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, But having that canceled those first couple months when it was just like nothing, it was like, panicking a little bit and in a way I learned to embrace it it was a great time to have a one-year-old because I really just got to spend and have gotten to spend so much time with him and watch him grow at such a beautiful special time in his life Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that you know we only have the one kid and he's at the age where he's not bouncing off the walls and needing like, you know, my sister has four boys who are nine, seven, four, and one. And it's been like insanely challenging for them. You know, a nine-year-old isn't content to just sort of like play with mom and dad for a little bit and then take a nap, you know? Mm -hmm. So we caught him at a good time, but it's just like, that's crazy. And before I got the Apple thing going, I had a lot of down moments of like, what am I even doing? Should I, starting to think about like, what should I do if, you know, am I ever gonna act again? Am I ever gonna sell any, am I ever gonna sell any shows? Uh, And when you live with someone, you know, obviously I'm married and so she comes and goes depending on her individual mental health journey. Um, We both lost grandparents in the spring who we couldn't go be with. I couldn't attend any, you know, there was no funeral in person. So that was hard. So just sort of balancing each other out. When she's low, can I be high? When she's high, you know, can I still be high too? Um, Whatever, it's just, it's, everyone's dealing with challenges in this time. So uh, it's been a lot of this, luckily right now, it seems to be, you know, in in a good trajectory.
0: Yeah, and I really hope there's more highs to come than lows. I do think as the world starts opening back up again, we're going to be hit with the reality that some people that were here before the pandemic, they're not anymore. And I'm sorry that that's the reality for you and your wife. As you're speaking, a word that keeps coming to mind is passion. And I'd love to know what some of those passions are for you that light you up in life, that when maybe some of the harder times hit again, the passions can kind of keep you on your feet and keep you going.
1: You know, being in front of an audience is one of the great joys of my life um especially when there's an element of improvisation and like anything can happen i really miss that that live what's gonna happen feeling and having the whole audience on that journey with you you just can't replicate that um and then as i mentioned sort of in the opening i've become more passionate this year i mean it's it's something that's always been important to me but i feel like i've really tried to be more active this year uh in the social justice world and trying to You know be a part of the change that i want to see
0: yeah and why is that important to you
1: i feel like i I learned a lot or yes i learned a lot but i also like had things framed for me in a really great way uh in in this book stamped from the beginning by ibram kendi just the way that he has he frames like it's not enough to be like racism is bad Mm -hmm. if you want to get racism or any, you know, anti-Semitism or, or homophobia, whatever it is. If you want to get rid of it, you can't just say like, oh, it's bad. You need to be actively anti that. So that really resonated with me, and I would, you know, sort of have tried to embody that more this year. The Black Lives Matter George Floyd protests were obviously they took our whole country. It was happening all around me in my neighborhood. They were huge marches and protests happening on my block. It's never too late to be like, okay, I'm gonna be part of this now.
0: Absolutely, there's never a bad time to start. The main thing is, is that people are starting. We just gotta keep that momentum going. And I think now is a time that we really need to be present in our activism. I'm curious about the work that you do with the Jewish community as well, because I'm sure an element of activism comes in there too. What is that side of your life like?
1: Yeah, sure. So I was raised, well, Judaism is a very big, important part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised as part of a very close knit Jewish community and a, a fairly observant family and extended family, and my mom especially, both my parents and my my aunts and uncles and my grandparents, like everyone's been very involved, Jewishly uh, as community leaders and and getting involved with different organizations and and really making things happen. Especially my mom, who has served as m- many different roles. Um, A notable one would be, for example, she's the chairperson of the she was of of the Jewish Federation in L.A., which is one of the biggest Jewish community organizations you can have. So I've I've had her example of like really being a leader of, you know, making the world a better place, ensuring a Jewish, the the Jewish, the Jewish future that we still have Jews to grow our community for years to come, that we're taking care of the most vulnerable Jews and non-Jews among us. And keeping Jews safe in these scary times, all that stuff is just super important. Um, And so I want to be, have wanted to be a part of that as well. So I'm involved in a number of different organizations and um, I've still done a bit more um, learning and being involved than really jumping out and leading something and taking on a big role. Um, But I'm looking to hopefully do that in the near future. It's tricky with an entertainment industry job because it's so unpredictable and yeah schedules are so crazy and you never know i might not be working this month and then something happens and i'm working all day every day for three months like you just don't know um which has sort of held me back from jumping in m- with more responsibility but I- i'm sort of reaching the point where there's only so much leadership training i can have before mm-hmm. i need to sort of like put my money where my mouth is um and I'd rather you know at at some point you know take this leap, and if scheduling conflicts arise, they arise. But I I don't want to hold back because of hypotheticals anymore. I don't take it lightly that I have eyeballs on me. I mean, I'm not—it's not like I'm an A-list celebrity, or I'm I'm not even like G-list. But I have people who pay attention to stuff I put up online, and people who watch our videos, and. Um it matters, even if it matters only to 10 people, that matters to me. And so I try, I think it's really important to try to lead by example in everything you do. Um, so that's I, I do have you know an awareness of that, that by me being outwardly outspoken about the things that I'm passionate about and and showing people, hey, here's what I'm doing. It's never for me to get like, tell me I'm doing a good job. It's because I know it might inspire someone else to go, okay, maybe I should do that too. And that like really is what drives a lot of it for me.
0: I love the idea that it's been passed down to you and the importance of it is something that's been carried by your whole family. What does your family mean to you?
1: Oh boy, I mean, family first. Family is the most important thing. my that's sort of what my wife and I really fell in love over and connected over when we first met, was like finding somebody else who their most, like number one most important thing was their family. We, we've both been blessed to come from really loving and supportive and wonderful families. And you only get one family. Um But I also like, I also embrace the idea that you can make your own family for sure. So like, it doesn't matter necessarily, you know, if you have horrible parents and your family is your friends or your cousins or your whoever you make like that's what i'm talking about when i say family Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah i mean at the end of the day it's sort of like all the other stuff is going to go away but who did you touch and who whose life did you change and who who's gonna you know carry the best of you inside of them and those those things are important
0: What's your journey of being a dad been like?
1: It's the best thing in the whole world. I mean, it's the best (laughs) thing I've ever done for sure. Um, It's, I didn't, I like, I knew I always wanted to be a dad. Obviously, like I mentioned, I come from such a big family with so many great uncles and dads and grandparents and great uncles and (laughs) a lot of wonderful male role models in my life. So I knew I wanted to be a dad. I've always loved kids. And I didn't know how great it was going to be just, You know, I I took Joey, two days ago, I took him to this beautiful park called Kenneth Hahn State Park in LA that I'd never been to, he's never been to. I wanted to sort of, I know they had like a duck pond and stuff and wanted to explore with him. And we had a great afternoon and, and the best part for me was when we sort of, we took a little snack break and we just sat on this bench on a hill with like a beautiful view of the trees and you could see the whole city in the back. And we sat in almost silence for about 10, 15 minutes while he just ate his little apple and I was eating my protein bar and having him some crackers or whatever. And just being there with him and like seeing him swing his legs on the bench and nibble away. And I I was like overcome with how grateful and how beautiful that moment was. Um, And uh, it's just, I would recommend being a parent to, anybody because there's just nothing like it
0: what's one message or piece of advice that you'd love to give joey for the life ahead of him
1: that's interesting you asked that because i was literally i don't know where it came from i was thinking about that this morning um well i was my wife took him to school and unless i have something to do right away i usually that's where i like sort of sit in silence for like half an hour and have my coffee Mm -hmm. um and i was thinking about what i would what i want to tell him that's so important which is great, I mean, it's great advice for everybody. I, I just want him to know that he is enough. Like his personality and his soul and his spirit are so beautiful and positive. And he's such a gift just as he is. And the world's gonna try to tell him he needs to dress like this, and he needs to act like this, and he needs to accomplish this. And all this stuff's gonna try to block out what's already there to the the best of his ability to not care about that stuff and shrug it off and just trust his own heart to lead him and that everything he is is, is perfect and enough.
0: Why does that message carry such importance to you?
1: Because I think it's a, a trap that most of us fall into. It's, you, you have so much uh, exterior noise telling you to, that you need to do x y and z and you need to be this kind of person and it's a it's a challenge to to turn all that off it's it's not easy for everyone to have having complete confidence in yourself and trusting yourself entirely is sadly easier said than done for for all of us uh but i think you'd be hard pressed to find a person who wasn't better suited in life for believing in themselves and just being themselves to their fullest it, it tends to lead everyone down the right path
0: i'm just imagining if everybody was given that kind of a message so early in life there'd be so many more people just not giving a shit and not having to put on these masks to try to be somebody that they're not like i love that you're giving that message to joey so young um and look there's a thousand questions i want to ask but i think something i'm really curious about is your creativity and how that shapes the person that you are.
1: So that's actually like the optimal word is creativity. So like some people might describe themselves as an artist or as a um, musician first or whatever. And like, while I am those things to me, like the thing I am the most at my core is a creative person. Mm -hmm. Since I was a little kid, I was just finding ways to be creative. Uh, making up shows, uh, writing songs. There's a song in my kindergarten yearbook uh, that I was five or six, and I wrote a song for my teachers and we choreographed it and performed it for them. And they like took a picture of it and put it in the school yearbook. I've just always done that kind of stuff. We, every year at Passover, the Jewish holiday, we read, my mom saved this project I did in I think second or third grade I don't know what the prompt was, but my response to it was I wrote like a screenplay of the Passover story, subbing in Bill Clinton and Al Gore for Moses and his brother and Saddam Hussein for Pharaoh. Um, so just always, I've just always been super creative. Uh, and I tried, I've i always had an eye on trying to do stuff differently than other people did them. Um, I have no interest in in my career, even though it'd be much easier for me. I have no interest in doing something that's like down the road, familiar, carbon copy, recycled, whatever. And like props to the people who can do that, they're making a lot more money than I am. Uh, But I just, it just doesn't turn me on at all. So um, trying to do stuff, every project I take on has something about it that is like not like something you've seen before. Um, which has made my journey definitely more challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not had as much success in certain areas as I wish I would have at this point because I keep sort of giving myself very big obstacles to conquer. Creativity is, it's a a part of me all the time. Doesn't feel like work. It feels like, that's how you know it's good when the work feels like a privilege
0: oh i'm so glad that that's something that it's working out for you and you're able to put all your energy into it. like it's so cool like when you're speaking now like i remember the first time I've ever seeing you and it was online singing with your two brothers and now seeing this whole other side of everything that you're so passionate about you make it
1: very easy to open up you're you're lovely to speak with
0: Thank you so much for saying that. It means a lot to hear, and spaces like this are the ones I'm most grateful for. And I'm really enjoying this conversation, so thanks so much for being a part of this. And I came across you through the videos that you posted singing with your brothers. What impact does music have on your life?
1: Well, so, there's a couple pieces to that. One is growing up, all, so I, I mentioned I have four siblings, and mm-hmm. they all sing. My sisters sing beautifully, oh, no. and they just are not public-facing anymore. They were up through their, you know, teen and college years. Yeah. Um, but now they are civilians, uh, but they are lovely. But we have always sung at every family event. We all sing together um, and beautifully. You know, my, my younger sister was married in December and we sang, the siblings sang a beautiful Hebrew song. But so We've always sung together. I love singing with them. They're, they're And everybody's a very strong musician as well. So like we grew up, my parents raised us on musical theater. That's what we were listening to all the time. So we've just grown up like making up harmonies and singing harmonies and singing in the car. And so it's something we all love and it's like such an integral part of all of us. Um, I love singing and I love I love music. I, if, if somebody like came to me today and was like, hey, I would love you to record an album. I'm gonna do all the like really hard time time taking painstaking stuff and you get to just show up and like work on the songs and sing it i would like drop everything else i was doing and go do that oh, but i just i don't have the bandwidth to like make that my main focus mm-hmm. uh, it just it takes a lot so much effort the people who are doing that are grinding on it every day the way that i'm sort of grinding on the script right now mm-hmm. um but i it's it's I, I just love it i love singing i love music i've always loved i love singing with a band in high school I was I started my first band when I was like 11 and played with bands th- until I was 18 and uh now when I do like solo shows I play with my band and sing in front of the band and I, I love instruments and music and musicians and all that stuff um and then getting to sing with my brothers that was a new thing just doing the three of us we really did that um really as it for my mom my mom on behalf of the Jewish Federation, who was putting on this global event for uh, Israeli Independence Day, said, would you guys do a song and be a part of it? And that's where our first video came from. Uh, and just the reaction was so massive and it was so fun for us to do that we agreed to do a little bit more. Um, and it, it's it been wonderful. And the, the best part of it is aside i mean i love singing with them but the best part has been the the fan reaction Mm -hmm. uh and seeing how touched people have been by the music and how it's you know brightened people's day during these difficult times like when you create a song as you create like you never set out to do that really i mean most people maybe some people have a specific oh i'm gonna write this song to reach out to someone in pain whatever you know like paul mccartney wrote Hey Jude for John Lennon's son after his parents got divorced, something like that. But generally people just put out music that they're passionate about and they love and what happens, happens. Um, But to see how many people from all over the world and all different religions and just all different kinds of people have have responded so positively uh, and been so moved by it. It's just, that's been very rewarding.
0: Oh, and I'm definitely one of those people that have been moved (laughs) by it. Um, Yeah, you're really, really talented. What are you proudest of yourself for?
1: Well, it's probably, I I bet you could guess. What do you think (laughs) I'm going to
0: say? Of course I know what you're going to say. We're just so connected. I feel like you're going to say being a dad.
1: There you go. (laughs) I would say by far I'm the proudest of Joey. Um, I think he's just such a wonderful kid and... I I think my wife and I definitely deserve some credit. I think, you know, some of it, it's nature-nurture. It's like, it's pretty even. So some of it is just his innate zest for life and his soul. And, you know, he, he was lifting his head and looking around. He was like a day old. So he's always had that, like, inquisitive, adventurous spirit. But I think we've done a great job to nurture that and let it shine through and to help guide him to being a loving person and a polite two-year-old. And uh, I'm I definitely very, very proud of that. Um, beyond him, uh, beyond being a dad, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. It's not something I think a lot about. So maybe I'll just leave it with Joey
0: i love that joey's what you think of and being a dad and i definitely would encourage you asking it to yourself more and answering it because like you know if i was to ask you what are you most embarrassed for or what's the time that you fucked up you know we could give off big big lists of that i think it's just as important to tap into what are we proud of ourselves for you're
1: you're exactly right and i think that's it i think at least for me i i'm hypersensitive to not to, to being humble and to staying humble. Um, and so sometimes the, the double-edged sword of that is we don't allow ourselves to feel pride, which is okay at times, and you should be. And when you accomplish something great, you need to celebrate it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's okay to be proud of conquering an obstacle and, or achieving something. That's, not only is there nothing wrong with that, it's important to do. Otherwise, what are you doing it all for if you're not gonna feel good about it? Um, so, in the in the moments that we've been discussing this, I'll say I'm I'm definitely proud of myself that I you know played Fierro in Wicked on Broadway, reaching that milestone. I'm I'm so proud to have, to be a part of the Broadway community um, and to have gotten to do that role in that show. Um, I'm definitely proud of that and. Uh, also, you know, people will ask me sort of, uh, you know, what's the best role you ever played or ever? And I think a lot of people expect that I'm going to say Broadway and Wicked. But um, I I was in a musical called Hair at the Hollywood Bowl in 2014, which is where I met my wife. So that was pretty important. But also, um, I went in to audition as the ensemble and came out as the only non-celebrity with a principal role. Mm-hmm. And um, if i may say so myself i crushed it and got like really great reviews and like incredible feedback and i you know i was standing toe to toe with movie stars and broadway stars and tv stars and i got to do it in front of my hometown for you know 18,000 people a night and uh that i was super proud of that that i, I that was for me also a real big turning point in my thinking uh where i was like oh i can i belong here i can do this even though i haven't had the opportunity to be as successful as some of these other people, it's not because I'm not good enough.
0: Definitely, I'm so glad that you took the time to answer that question for you. And it'll be interesting to see if anything else comes up over the next few days, if you let yourself think about it some more. Um, but I have one more question for you. You can probably guess what it is, but Jonah, I'd love to know, what's your why?
1: I figured that was coming. <laughs> what's my why? Obviously, you know, it's a very broad question. Mm-hmm. I, I would say my why is because I have to, Um, I, I sort of, I know what's inside of me and I know what I'm capable of doing. And my biggest regret a hundred years from now would be if I didn't do those things that I'm capable of doing and didn't give it my all and leave it all out on the court and um pour everything i have out so i think my my why is that i i would i would not i wouldn't be able to live with myself if i didn't
0: oh jonah thank you so much for sharing all of that with me that was so beautiful to just be a part of this conversation and get a bit of an insight into your life i really enjoyed every second
1: so did i it's my pleasure and i know you don't need me to tell you because you're going to do it anyways but you should continue doing this and build your audience because you you have a gift for being open and asking questions and keep and chatting and not interviewing and you you totally have a future down this road so just keep going.
0: Thank you so much, Jonah. That yeah, it just means so much. And thank you for being so honest with your story and for trusting us with it. And to anybody who's listened to this episode. Thank you so much as well like it's just it's amazing to have people back in something that means so much to me. I'm really grateful to get to have conversations like this and it's always really special to get to share it with people like you. So thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week for some more What's Your Why conversations.